You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 237. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. with the Earn That Body podcast. So happy to have you back. And today we have a great episode ahead. We are going to be talking about which milk you should be drinking. If you're drinking milk, that is. I have so many clients who list different types of milk on their food logs, and I'm always interested in finding out from them, why is it that you chose almond milk over cow's milk or hemp milk or soy milk or oat milk or coconut milk? Wow, there are so many options now in the milk section at the market. And I thought it was definitely time to talk about all these different options and which one is truly healthiest for you. And of course, that might be very dependent on certain allergies that you might have. If you are somewhat dairy intolerant, then you should know what the other options are for you and which ones might be better for you if you're looking for those alternative options. And then also to just find out in general, maybe which one is healthy or not healthy over cow's milk. Because a lot of people nowadays are thinking and assuming that almond milk and oat milk and soy milk, that all of these things are healthier than cow's milk. You wanna know why? Because that's how they're being marketed to you. And we know that in nutrition, marketing is the gazillion dollar market out there. And of course, they're gonna say everything they can to get you to choose their product. And I want to sort of be here today to debunk some of that so that you are making the wisest and healthiest choice when it comes to milk for you or maybe even your child. So we're gonna talk about all of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from US News and World Reports, they just came out with an article that was titled, No Good Evidence Weight Loss Supplements Work. Very interesting, right? Because so many people are drawn to these weight loss programs that are going to sell you a supplement implying that that is why you are going to lose weight because you need this supplement and it is going to work. Well, according to this study, they say that losing weight is hard, but many weight loss supplements promise to make the journey easy. And unfortunately, there's a little high quality research to back these claims according to this new study. Now, hundreds of weight loss supplements like green tea extract, guar gum, conjugated linoleic acid, they're all being hawked by aggressive marketers. Again, that marketers being the key word in that sentence, right? And an estimated 34% of Americans who want to lose weight have tried one of these supplements, according to researchers. Now, the temptation is great because someone has that megaphone, but you don't need a celebrity endorsement and a splashy headline to tell you how to lose weight. They say that the medical establishment will speak loudly and clearly when there's something to say, and that's according to a study done by Dr. Keen Dombey. 
an associate professor and chief of endocrinology at Medical College of Wisconsin. Now, to find out if 14 weight loss supplements or alternative therapies like acupuncture do what they claim, researchers identified 315 randomized controlled trials, which are considered the gold standard in clinical research. And of these, 52 studies were deemed unlikely to be biased. Just 16 studies showed difference in weight between participants receiving treatment and those in the placebo. Now, the weight loss in these studies ranged widely from less than one pound to just under 11 pounds. Weight loss was not seen consistently for any one weight loss treatment, and many had conflicting results with some studies showing weight loss and others showing none. Now, the studies included in the review looked at um, something called chitosan, a complex sugar formed from the hard shells of shellfish, ephedra or caffeine, green tea, guar gum, the tropical fruit extract Garcinia cambogia, chocolate cocoa, conjugated linoleic acid, a natural substance produced in the gut by digestion of fats, and white kidney bean, and calcium plus vitamin D, among a few others. Alternative weight loss therapies evaluated in these studies included acupuncture, mindfulness, hypnosis, and meditation. Now the dietary supplement industry, they call it, that they say that it's in the wild west of herbs and over-the-counter pills that have a lot of claims and little to no evidence supporting those claims. We all want that magic pill, but dietary supplements are not the magic pills they are marketed to be. Now, they say that there are things that are proven to help you lose weight and keep it off, and that would be support from a dietitian, nutrition education, and in some cases, they do use medication and weight loss surgery. The study authors issued a statement calling for tighter regulation of supplements and more high-quality studies to assess the risks and the benefits of weight loss supplements. So really important, this study appears in the June 23rd issue of Obesity and really just another review, another study saying that most weight loss supplements are just not proven to do anything of the sort, (laughs) all right? Um, And then you need to be always careful because some supplements that are sold, especially sold online, they can be laced with ingredients that are absolutely harmful and even banned in the United States. Weight loss supplements are also typically very, very pricey. And again, even according to this article and the studies, there is very little research demonstrating that currently available supplements produce significant weight loss. So I always tell people, do not ever do a diet program if they're selling you a shake or a supplement. If they're really selling you any kind of product like that, I would probably run the other way. If you want to lose weight, there is unfortunately only one way to do it, or maybe fortunately, actually. 
You have to eat healthy. You have to eat in a balanced way. You can't be on a fad diet that's extreme and you can't starve yourself. None of those things are healthy and none of those things are sustainable. But I will tell you this, healthy, balanced nutrition, that is one of the only ways to lose weight. And the studies that show that will never be tossed aside. They will never say that that's not true or that those don't work. So you're gonna have to stick with balanced nutrition on this one. And again, just remember, if anybody is trying to sell you a supplement or a shake or starvation for your weight loss, run the other way, okay? It's not worth it. It will probably do more harm than good. Now let's get back to our topic today. We are talking about milk options, right? Those dairy aisles have absolutely exploded with milk and milk alternative options over the past several years. And choosing the healthiest milk has sort of gotten a little confusing, I think for so many people. Now, whether you're looking beyond cow's milk for health reasons or dietary preferences, or maybe you just like to experiment with different options and try different milk alternatives, there are definitely some things that you want to look at when you are picking your milk or milk alternative. Now, we're going to go through about six different milks that are sort of the most popular ones that you see right now, or I should call some of these, I guess, milk alternatives. And then at the end, I'm going to go through a little chart that I created that's really going to do a little comparison on some of the things that you should be looking for in your milk. Now, the very first one we're going to talk about is hemp milk. Now, hemp milk is made from ground soaked hemp seeds, which do not actually contain that psychoactive component of the cannabis sativa plant, just so you know. (laughs) Sometimes people worry a little bit about the hemp. The seeds are very high in protein, and they have healthy omega-3 and omega-6 unsaturated fats. Um, hemp milk contains a slighter, a slightly higher amount of those in terms of nutrients than other plant milks. Now they say, and this is actually a lot from an article from the Healthline um, magazine or online, I should say, from Healthline, they consider this to be high protein at three grams per cup. I don't particularly consider that high protein if we're going to compare it to some of the other milks, just so you know. But it does have about three grams per cup of protein, and it is virtually carb-free. So people who are on those no-carb kind of diets, they're probably definitely looking at hemp for that reason. But you do wanna be sure that you look at the label for any of these milks that you're drinking because some brands will add sweeteners and if they do add a sweetener, it could in fact increase the carbohydrate content, just so you know. Um, Sugar also may be listed as an ingredient that they add. It could be listed as brown rice syrup, evaporated cane juice, or even cane sugar. All of those could potentially be on the label that they are including in your hemp milk. 
So always take a look at that label and see what's actually in it because a lot of times, especially with these sort of milk alternatives, they're adding a lot of stuff to try and make it taste better. <laughs> okay, so that's one that you wanna know about hemp milk. Now another really popular one lately is the oat milk. And though drinking milk made by soaking whole oats doesn't offer quite the same health benefits as eating a bowl of whole grain oats, they still consider this to be a nutritious option. Now oat milk is naturally sweet from the oats and it is very high in carbohydrates, which probably gives it that little bit of extra sweet flavor. It's unusual in that it contains some soluble fiber, which makes oat milk a little bit creamier. So if you're looking for that maybe creamy consistency, then the oat milk might be a great way for you to go. Now, soluble fiber absorbs water and it turns into a gel during digestion, which helps slow digestion and keep you full a bit longer. And it can also help stabilize your blood sugar levels. So for that reason as well, oat milk may be considered a good option for some people who are looking for that. Now, this one also only has three grams of protein per cup. So same amount of protein, as your hemp milk, a little bit more in carbohydrates. All right, so that's pretty much the main difference on that one. And also it does have this extra sort of boost of fiber, which is definitely always a win to get that fiber in, right team? Now number three, almond milk. Now almond milk is made by soaking almonds in water and then blending and straining away the solids. Some people say it's a very tasty non-dairy milk alternative. <laughs> um, these, not everybody feels that it's super tasty. And if you can't tolerate or choose a, a dairy milk, then the non-dairy almond milk is often an option if you can have that, if you don't have any tree nut allergies as well. Now, unsweetened almond milk, it is low in calories and it's lower in carbohydrates than cow's milk, so that can make it a good choice if lowering your carbohydrate intake is something that you're trying to do. However, you should note that a lot of brands, especially for almond milk, contain added sugar. So always, again, check that ingredient label and make sure that it isn't sweetened with too many added sugars. Now, although almond milk is a naturally good source of the antioxidant vitamin E, it is extremely low in protein and other nutrients. So when I see my clients drinking almond milk, I usually ask them, just out of curiosity, why are you choosing almond milk? They usually tell me, well, I figured it's better than cow's milk since that's not super healthy for you. And I, that's, you know, my way to get my protein in for my milk. Almond milk has one gram of protein per cup. That's like nothing, all right? So if you're drinking almond milk for the sake of protein, you can now skip that. <laughs> you can have something else. To me, almond milk, it doesn't really have enough nutrition in it to make it worth having. Unless you potentially absolutely love the flavor. I've tried it, I don't like it. Like I've tried it in cereal before and ugh, 
I, I mean, if it's not providing me with some kind of nutrition, then I'm not going to put up with the ugh flavor, <laughs> personally. So one gram of protein, and please note that this is another milk that they often add something called carrageenan to, to thicken it. And carrageenan is a bad additive that you really don't want in your foods. And it's one that you definitely wanna check in all kinds of dairy, even sometimes like a non-fat dairy, if you see, or a low-fat dairy. Whenever I pick up any carton of anything, I even check over and over all the time, just in case the ingredients have changed. Any kind of dairy, I always look to make sure it doesn't have any kind of carrageenan in it. So if you're an almond milk drinker and you love it, okay, that's your prerogative. <laughs> but do make sure you read that label and make sure it does not have carrageenan in it because you can probably find other brands at least that don't have that in it, all right? Now moving on, we've got coconut milk. Now, that is actually squeezed from the white flesh of an actual coconut. It does have a pleasant flavor, and it's a good non-dairy milk alternative that is safe if you would say maybe have a tree nut allergy. And so maybe that almond milk is not going to be an option for you, so you have to pick something else. Then coconut milk could definitely be that. Now, most coconut milk packaged in cartons is blended with water to give it a consistency more similar to cow's milk. Now, it has even less protein than almond milk. <laughs> how, how do you feel about that now? But there are brands who then add and fortify it with other certain nutrients. So in terms of protein, what is listed for coconut milk, it says it has none. It says it has none. So then you have to ask yourself, what are you drinking the milk for? Are you drinking it for the calories? I mean, it's pretty low calorie, 46 calories for a cup, uh, one gram of carbs, four grams of fat. What are we really getting out of coconut milk? Not that much nutrition. So if you're drinking it because you think it's healthy, Eh, I mean, again, it's not really that nutritious. So you might want to look at a different alternative if that's what you're going for. Now we have cow's milk, all right? Your basic cow's milk, the most commonly consumed dairy milk, it is a great source of high quality protein. It's naturally rich in calcium, which is also so important for our body, especially the women out there. If you're listening, you've got to get in a certain amount of calcium and drinking milk or at least having certain dairy products like yogurt are going to help you with that calcium and cow's milk definitely has it. It also has B vitamins and many minerals. Some milks are fortified with vitamins like A and D. Um, and an eight ounce serving of whole milk, how much protein do you think it has? It has eight to nine grams of protein. So that's significantly higher, like double or more than some of these other alternatives, right? Now, the protein in cow's milk, it can be a common allergen, 
For some children who have that allergy, most children outgrow it, but some people have a lifelong allergy and need to avoid milk at all costs. And that's usually when you start looking at other options. Now, I, I'm Jewish and a lot of Jewish people have a lactose intolerance. Now, milk does make me feel a little bit of that bloated intolerant feeling. So I actually get an organic, lactose-free milk. And that doesn't bother my digestion at all. I don't drink a lot of milk, but I do drink some milk during the week for sure. So I get a lactose-free. That for me works great um, for the lactose intolerance. It's funny because a lot of people who are lactose intolerant can still handle Greek yogurt because a lot of people know how much I love Greek yogurt because it's part of the Eagle Shake. I don't have any trouble digesting Greek yogurt. I don't get bloated. I don't get any kind of dairy intolerant symptoms. And that's generally because and pretty common for most people, just so you know, because when they strain Greek yogurt, they do it in a way that I guess it strains out a lot of the things that maybe you're intolerant to. So just because you're lactose intolerant, you might not be Greek yogurt intolerant, but if you're not sure, always ease in and try it in a small amount. But for me, it's not an issue. For a lot of my clients, it's not an issue as well, who are lactose intolerant. So that regular cow's milk, um, eight to nine grams of protein, pretty awesome, right? Lots of calcium, it's a great source of nutrition unless you have some kind of intolerance to it. That would be the only reason you would need to avoid it. And then the last milk we're going to talk about, which was really, really popular many, 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 many years ago, um, was the soy milk. And nutritionally, soy milk comes probably the closest to cow's milk. And this is partly because soybeans are an excellent source of complete protein. Uh, so that's something to think about, that soy milk, you know, it has that complete protein in it. It's the closest thing to cow's milk. It's a great option if you want to avoid dairy, but still want that milk beverage that's high in protein. Because guess what, everyone? The protein in soy milk is six grams per cup. So again, that's double or more than most of the other alternatives that we just talked about. So super important that that one also has a lot of protein. Now, soy has definitely been the subject of controversy um, as most soybeans grown in the United States are unfortunately genetically modified. And that's to resist a lot of the herbicide glyphosates out there that they use. Um, so something that you want to think about, you know, regularly consuming soy foods has a lot of links to health benefits, including improved cholesterol and blood pressure levels. But then there's also been past claims that soy may increase breast cancer risk. Um, but then there's other studies that say it reduces the risk, you know. So what I always say when it comes to something like this, everything in moderation, right? So I probably wouldn't have soy milk daily because, because of some of the soy concerns. And to me, it seems like, there's some studies that say this, there's some studies that say that, and so because of that, I would have that in moderation. I personally don't drink soy milk at all because I drink cow's milk. Um, 
but it does have a really nice source of protein. So that can be a great option, but I personally would have it in moderation as I say with most things, right? <laughs> okay, now let's talk a little bit about like bringing together some of these numbers so that you can really understand. And the, the following information in terms of nutritional values that I'm gonna tell you about are obviously going to be dependent on brands. So I can't give you an exact number right now for your particular brand because all brands will be a little bit different. But this is really good for you to just sort of understand in general. Now, I personally drink milk for the protein factor and the calcium factor. That's really all that I'm looking for. I'm getting the other nutrients and so many other foods that uh, I really think that those are some of the main things that you should be drinking it for if you're drinking it for nutritional value. Now, in terms of protein then, we said and showed that cow's milk does have the most protein with eight to nine grams per cup then soy milk would come in second with six grams per cup. And then I would say oat milk comes in anywhere between three to four grams and hemp milk, three grams. Almond milk all the way down to one gram and coconut milk has no protein. So again, if you're adding milk for the protein value, go with cow's milk. There's nothing wrong with drinking cow's milk. I personally would only get organic brands. I do think that organic is an absolute must when it comes to dairy. But if you don't have a dairy intolerance, if you're not allergic to dairy and you want to have some milk, you are better off going with cow's milk on this one to get the highest amount of protein, all right? Then that next really important piece is calcium. So where are you gonna get the highest calcium? Well, honestly, almond milk, the best thing that it does have is it does have 451 milligrams of calcium. So that's sort of the best thing it's got going for it. Soy also has 451 milligrams of calcium, which is great. Then oat milk at 350, then hemp at 283, and then, oddly enough, cow's milk is at the bottom of the calcium level, but it still has 300 milligrams of calcium. So with my eight to nine grams of protein and 300 milligrams of calcium in my cow's milk, I'm doing pretty good, right? I would say though that that second best, the soy is definitely almost winning in terms of a little less protein, but very high in calcium. So if you aren't taking a calcium supplement, some of those higher ones might be a great way to get in a little bit more. And those are the things that you, I personally, I should say, am looking for in my milk. Now I've had a lot of clients who were like, I opened when they started food logging and then I showed them, well, your almond milk has one gram of protein. And I think a client recently said, well, why am I even drinking it then? And I was like, I don't know, why? <laughs> I, again, personally don't think it tastes that great. Um, so unless you're drinking it for the calcium value, which is great, I personally think you could do better by cow's milk or soy milk so that you're getting in the protein in addition to the calcium. That's really important. Uh, and 
Of course, some people just don't drink any milk. And sometimes I think, well, that's fine too. I mean, that's better than drinking, say, almond milk that's then loaded with added sugars and carrageenan because it doesn't taste that good, right? Or any of these alternative milks where they're starting to add a lot of stuff to help the consistency of it, to help the flavor of it, right? And a lot of those things are really unhealthy for you. It's sort of like a lot of the vegan foods out there. It's like all these processed chemical meats that aren't actually meat. People think that because it says it's vegan that somehow it's healthy for you, and yet if it's made of all chemicals, it's not healthy for you. The body knows how to digest and process real foods not chemically man-made foods. So I try to keep that in mind with the milks as well. The more additives that they're having to add in, the worse it sort of is for you. And so you can make that decision if it's something that you really like. Like if you are a cereal eater and you want to have milk in it, again, if you don't have any kind of intolerance to dairy, I would go with the cow's milk. And then second best, I would go with the soy milk. The issue with the soy milk though, like I said, I would have that in moderation. I wouldn't have a lot of soy every single day. So what's sort of the bottom line? Well, all milk and milk alternative options, they offer various health advantages and some reduce cholesterol, so they say, and some boost your antioxidant intake, and some are better than others if you have an allergy or an intolerance. And you know, a really good strategy might be in general to just mix up the type of milks that you do drink, and that way you're getting sort of the best of each of them, especially if you drink them alongside a healthy whole food diet. And so that way, if you did a little of all of them, then you might be getting the calcium from one and the protein from one. And, and, and again, that's sort of a great way to drink in moderation with all of them, right? So just something to think about. I think that it can be eye-opening for people who never really understood the differences in all these milks. I mean, I think they came out with all these alternative options many years ago when a they felt that you know not everybody wanted to drink cow's milk mostly because of the allergies and the intolerance and so they wanted to give people these other options and that's awesome but sometimes the other options are just not worth it in terms of what they have in it and if they don't have anything truly nutritious in it then maybe you just skip it altogether all right so that's really everything that we've got going today on milk and all of the different options out there as i always say everything in moderation including moderation enjoy your milk enjoy your milk alternatives if you're drinking one that maybe doesn't have a lot of protein just make sure you get that protein or calcium source elsewhere in your diet and that's everything we've got going today we are full-on midsummer. I hope you're having a great summer, but if you're already feeling like you're starting to put on a little summer weight, or let's face it, if you haven't taken off all the COVID weight, let's get you on the five-week earn that body plan sooner than later. I already have people asking me about my fall sessions because they know they want to finish out summer and enjoy it, but they want to be registered and ready in September. So if that
that's you and you know you wanna get your fitness level and your nutrition on track and drop some of those pounds, I am starting to register people actually for September right now. You can still sign up for July and August, there are still some slots, but I already do have people looking far ahead. And sometimes it's kind of a good way to like finish out your summer knowing that you're gonna get it all back on track in September. So whether you've done Earn That Body in the past or you've never done it, if you know you wanna get back on track in September, shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com. Let's get you registered. Let's get you to hold a, uh, a spot before it sells out. And other than that, I hope you have a super safe week ahead, a healthy week ahead. And just remember that the Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.